Hello everyone and welcome to the CMO Stories podcast season 2 episode 51. My name is Yuri Bilast and I'm your podcast host and today I'm joined by Mike Vitesse. Hi Mike, how are you? Hi, hi, nice to be here Yuri, thanks for the invitation. So yeah, it's great to be there since, you know, our common friend Edward told me about your podcast, so I'm super excited to be here and talk with you. Yeah, great. Yeah, Edward was one, you know, of, I would say the most engaging episodes that I did in the first season of my podcast. And now already we are in the second season, episode 51. And I'm happy to have you, Mike. It's always good, you know, to be connected with other people thanks to the podcast. That's also why I love podcasts. Yeah. But guys, if you are now listening eh, to the podcast episode and you don't know Mike yet, let me give you a short introduction. So Mike Vitesse is a veteran of the IT industry already with a passion for decentralized technologies. As the founder of Code Cluster and co-founder of Solidity Services, Mike has been instrumental in driving the adoption of Web3 and blockchain technologies. He has played a key role in scaling Next Earth from a small startup, I think with only a few people, to a company over 100 people. So Mike, that's already a lot of things that you did. So I'm, I'm curious to hear more of your backstory. Please start where you want to start and please also tell me what you are doing these days. Yeah, sure. So my entrepreneurial journey as itself started in 2016 when I founded my uh, product development agency called Codeluster. We started hustling in the Web2 space and uh, started working with Web3 technologies in 2018. It was with the rise of the ICO boom and also with the rise of uh, Ethereum technologies. So I basically fell in love with the concept of smart contracts. I think that is the future. And from a technological perspective, I thought that this is going to be something awesome for the long term. And we have been running parallelly with that, let's say, a startup studio. That's how I got into one of our biggest success stories in 2021. It's called Next Earth. I was the angel investor behind this uh, product. It was in the really, literally very early stage of metaverses. So we made the very first one, Earth-based uh, metaverse in the world in the terms of blockchain. And we have started from three people. My company, Codeluster, was developing it and it scaled up very fast. So it was literally booming. And after a while, let's say two or three months at least, I just saw that I'm in charge of chief operative officer. Uh, that's uh, just suddenly became because uh, things were evolving very fast in terms of legal finances, not just the IT development part. And uh, while I was doing this role, we made around 30 million from the market. We had uh, not just the successful product itself, but we also made um, a DEX listing and also a text listing. And after I built up the whole management and the whole, let's say, crew behind the product, I stepped back and uh, just became a shareholder and continued my stuff at Codeluster. Parallelly, with this hype we have generated around ourselves and around the company, we started our own product development in the Web3 space. And parallelly with that, I have also started uh, sharing my knowledge as an advisor through my advisory firm, what I made in these times. And uh, nowadays, I'm 
focused on that. So I'm working uh, with a couple of uh, clients from all around the world. When it comes to my specialization is real estate and gold and everything that is in, in real world assets. So it's an interesting story already that you have been building. I am really amazed by the fact that you grew this company from three people till 100 people. Can you share maybe an effective strategy or approach that you have used to achieve such a growth? Oh, yeah, look, uh, yeah, it's a very, very hard question. I will give you different aspects for okay, to see. Yeah. Uh, let's say, let's start from the product side. So when you want to do something tangible, especially in the Web3 space, you have to have a really clear vision about what are you doing because it's a very evolving and very fast speed market. So you have to be sure that what you are saying as a networking person you know that what would you like to achieve with your partners? So th this is the first one. I, I would say this is the most important rule, especially in the Web3 space, because it's it's really in the early adoption stage. So a lot of rules are not made just yet. So you have to be sure that you are aligned with that, uh, what you are saying. You have to be the man of words, or how I say it. So this is the first one. Uh, you have to choose the right people. And when you say right people, I don't say that it um, that the right people is coming from a very professional background because you just can't say that I have a very professional background in the Web3 space because it's so new that you can say that, okay, I've been working on that for decades because it just were not existing in the, the decades, right? So what you need to see that if you get the most hustling, most enthusiastic people you can you can have, so very free-minded, very, let's say, good thinkers you would like to uh, have, especially in the management itself. Uh, the ones who have the knowledge from Web2 technologies, like how to do, uh, let's say, a very good KPI-based marketing strategy, what are the KPIs in terms of sales, what are the key factors you have to avoid when you are planning your financials, etc. If you have got these specialized people, then you can transform their mind if they are let's say, pre-mind enough to have there in the, the Web3 space. And when I'm talking about Web3, I'm, I'm not talking about crypto. I'm, I'm more talking about the whole technology behind because I think that crypto is just a very little part of Web3. So it's, it's literally the whole product layer itself behind. The third thing is what you need to be very, very aware of is the legals. I think this is the most important part, especially nowadays when the regulators are trying to get the ball rolling and try to do something with this evolving space. It wasn't the same a few years ago, but now EU and both the US government is very focused on that. And I, especially by myself, I like this way because I think that's the future that it should be regulated in some way. But you have to think on a long term. And, and I think, especially in the Web3 world, a lot of people think that, okay, I'm not not taking care about tomorrow. I'm just taking care of today because it's a very fast evolving market and something will happen tomorrow, but I don't care. But in terms of legal, I think that mindset is not right. And since I was both as a, as a shareholder and both as a CEO role, from a decision maker's point of view, I was always aware of be right with your legal stuff because on a long term, it can affect you or your company personally. And I think it's a very big liability for yourself if you are not capable of this knowledge. And um, also 
sometimes the solution is very easy, but you have to know the right people who are really in the space and, and who are legit in the space because I think that there are, there are a lot of scammers around, especially in, in terms of legal, because everything, everybody thinks that, okay, I just I will just make a company somewhere in the middle of the ocean and okay, now I will be fine, but that's not true. In terms of financing, that's also a very, I think, very important aspect to be aware of because what I think is um, that a lot of people forgot that when it comes to Web3, the most power you have is community. And uh, if you have a good community behind your project, that it will affect your sales, it will affect your marketing, and it will affect the product itself. Because if you have a good community, you will have a lot of replies to your product, a lot of feedbacks to your product, and you will see that how, what are the things you need to improve regarding your product. And also, it will work, the marketing and sales will just work basically based on word of mouth. So if you are not aware of, of your community and to have a good community which makes sense then you need to be aware of this uh, stuff also then you can burn a lot of money on marketing sales etc especially in these days when we say that okay this is a very special era and everybody is if you if you talk to an agency and say that okay i'm going from the space they just uh, triple or add five x's or something to their original prices because you are coming from that industry and i think that this is something you need to be care of and you have to work with the with legit partners just as in legal. In uh, terms of, let's say, HR, and this is not the product side of the HR or the network side of the HR, but in, let's say, um, the company itself as a core team, it's very hard to... I think it's, it's not specialized to the Web3 industry itself. It's a very common question in terms of scaling up a startup very fast that it is a really burning out process for everybody. So it hurts. It hurts, I can tell you. Uh, when you have three people, you have your own staff, you're doing... And when the big numbers come, came to the picture, for example, when we started, just imagine that, that at the first hour when we started our sales, for example, with Nexters, we made 200K in the first hour. So it was just oh. what is happening around us. So it, yeah. it, it was, okay, well, what is happening, guys? So the servers were burning, literally burning. Everything was burning. The world was burning. And uh, when you see that, okay, guys, this is going to be something awesome, then you have to have a really cold head and a very warm heart to be able to manage this. And so I think uh, this is a hard part, and I don't have the let's say, the best answer for that yet, uh, for that yet, because everybody is searching for the way that how can you survive in, in terms of this fast scaling up process. What I can say, it is good from one perspective because it is very selective and uh, somebody who survives will be your best partner on the long term. But the ones who will you lose, I think that, uh, yeah, that's part of the game. So you need to be strong enough as, as a leader of the company and you have to take these, let's say, punches from the market and from the company itself. Wow. Yeah. And actually, you did. Thanks for this uh, extensive answer. It's really useful to talk about these different things like legal. That's something that we are not always thinking about or talking about. But as you said, it's an important aspect. And yeah, it's never like in one straight line. Eh? So it's, it's everyone, you know, even if you know, people see that you have grown this business from three people to 100, there are still struggles and challenges that you have 
Now, your specialty, it's, it's business development in Web3. Eh? So maybe you can share some story or some, I would say, uh, experience that you have had or tips. You can choose whatever yeah. experience that you want around that. It's also always interesting to hear. Yeah, yeah, sure. When I say that, um, how I fall in love with business development, the thing what I loved is in my whole lifetime was connecting the dots. You know, I graduated as a computer scientist. I was not that into that software programming as my guy. So, you know, I didn't tell, but this is also an interesting part and or let's say exciting part that uh, we made code cluster together with my college friends. So it's literally a typical startup story. We were sitting in my grandma's apartment and coding together but what i was better in is math so i love math and algorithms and and stuff like that uh, it was really connecting the dots in my head so that's what i just doing on a daily basis that i'm connecting the dots in my network so when it comes to business development that's what i do for example if i have let's say a client in at the point of the world let's say in, in middle asia and i have another one in um, let's say on the west coast then um, I have some tangible connection between them and I am the one who is centralizing in a decentralized way these partnerships and facilitating the connections between the parties. For example, I've had, and this is this is actually an interesting story, just without the names and the project because everything is, of course, under NDA, but what I can tell you is that the city will be right. So uh, it was one of my usual regular trips to NYC and I was talking to my one of my partners and was talking to and on the next day I was talking uh, with one of my other partners on the next day and I just realized that the two people should meet each other and I was I was surprised that okay I am the one who is coming from overseas from on the other part of the world from Hungary and I am the one who connected the dots in NYC for two people who are living in NYC so it was very interesting and we made a huge success between them and that's what I also I love why I love the atmosphere of this city but this is another topic so what I do on a daily basis that is, is two things that the first is that I'm connecting the dots that how I just told you and the thing is that I am trying to give a bird's view when it comes to a company in different aspects so if you say that okay mike i would like you to be an advisor in my company then i will just start asking you questions and uh, depending on a stage let's say in uh, between one to three months i will see that what are the main let's say main areas that can be improved in terms of these these areas we've been discussing uh, in your previous question and i give you a detailed report that i think that this should be done by this way this should be prioritized this way and what i can have my most added value on is when it comes to network so in case of fundraising in case of scaling up in uh, case of uh, how can you make your or HR process very efficient or how can you use your team for uh, to make the most valuable team from them and how can you utilize your assets in your people these are the things uh, that I can do so what I always say to my clients that I am here for you to make to make you more money and spend you less and, and these are two ways to make uh, clients the money and two very different ways 
Thanks again. Yeah, that's that's you know, bite it. You make it sound so simple, I would say, Mike. <laughs> but <laughs> like connecting <laughs> the dots and so on. But it's really a skill, a skill, you know. Then and you need to put the work also into it. Some technology that can help, or that we are talking a lot about these days, is AI, artificial intelligence. How do you see Web three? And then AI come together and, and are you using AI uh, on a daily basis? Yeah. So yeah, we, we started working with AI technologies and we have got some upcoming products in Cluster. These will be announced soon. So I can tell you about that, but I will follow up you if, if in regarding that in the next follow up in, in next coming weeks, let's say four to six weeks, we will provide at least one, but there's a possibility to make two or three products uh, in case of AI to the market. But um, what I think is that how they are connected it that AI is one of the technologies that makes blockchain a lot of sense because when you modify something, you have to make sure that there's a proof behind. So you have to make sure that it is legit. And I think that blockchain is a good answer for that because itself, because it's a trustless platform. You don't have to do use anything centralized party to make able to have the proof about it so when it comes to every ai technology i think this is the biggest liability of itself when when you modify somebody's something face voice anything and if you would like to double check it and validate it and it not just comes to people it comes to arts it, it comes to anything that is digital material or digital asset in uh, in terms of that i think that blockchain will be the right answer so i think let's say if i would tell my gut thing about that i think in uh, let's say in two years this will be the adoption way i am saying two years because i think that there is a big hype around the AI currently and it will go lower a bit by the end of the year or or let's say at least in next year's q1 after there will be, let's say, a search of tangible products and uh, adopting the technology in real life. And plus a year from that, the companies who can actually build these technologies and um, can make sense for the technology itself will be the ones who survive. And from that point, we will be able to scale it up. Interesting that you say that with AI, indeed that we need to wait a bit too, because that's people always think, oh, AI suddenly is there. AI has been there for years, but now people start to use it and there are still so many evolutions that are coming our way. I think the same thing as with Web3. Uh, and all of those things, I would say you, you need to be focused on your business if you want to grow it. There are always the marketing fundamentals that are still in place. And then I'm wondering, uh, because, you know, you have been building these companies, what are the KPIs or the indicators that you are tracking or that you think are most important to track when you have a business and you want to use Web3 yeah, to grow? Yeah, I think that there is no answer for that in general. I would separate in two different groups. The first one are the ones who are really, the, the businesses who are really time sensitive. It's uh, sometimes it's just it's a bit gambling. But if you if you say that it's a time sensitive business, you have to go into the market as soon as possible because there's a yeah. good hype. So you will be able to have buyers as soon as possible, investors, etc. And after you will see. So don't fear the bear. Do the hustling. You will see, etc. Mindset. I am. Yeah, I think that's that's a great great approach. But I think 
it's not the best strategy for a long time survival ship because let's say it's more less than 100% that it, it will work on a long term, but it can make you some easy money on, on a short term. So it's not bad. Also, you can have a, a good network and also you can make a lot of experiences. So it's not a bad thing. If you say that you don't see the future, I think it's just transparency and honesty because it would be lie to say that I know the future about that. The other kind of businesses, let's say the companies who are giving some service, not products. Service companies, I think that these are the most ancient ones since not decades, but thousands of years. So when it comes to some service, you will have also buyers. Only the matter is that what is the service you are giving and it, it is connected to let's say that what year you are living in. So in that term, I think that the best approach is to have a service company as, let's say, focused on your cash flow to have your stable income. And parallelly with that, you can search for the ways for the hypes to be, to evolve in terms of, of new markets, in terms of cash, in terms of network, because these peaks are the ones who will make you able to jumpstart from some, from some edges when you struggle with your, with your other business. But you have to be aware always that you have your stable income and your cash flow parallel with uh, in searching of new technologies. Right. Yeah, that's actually always the main indicator that we should look at, I think, the cash. So you talked in the beginning about the finan- yeah. financial part. You know, all of these things come together. We often think that those Web3 companies, they are all techies and they think about the technical part, but there is so much more uh, if you want to grow your business. If there was like one advice, Mike, that you would give to, uh, because with all your experience in the Web3 industry, and they ask you to give one advice for entrepreneurs, marketers that want to make an impact in Web3 world uh, with their business, what would you tell them? Yes, I would summarize it in just one sentence because I think it's pretty simple. I would say that don't fear the bear, use the advantages of early adoption, but be aware to make professional tangible things because every market is a long shot. Wow. That's a great quote, Mike, to end this podcast with. But Thank people, you. you know, they are now listening to you and you you already give them a lot of inspiration, a lot of things to think about. But if they want to be in touch with you, how can they find you? How can they connect with you? Yeah, there are two ways to connect with me. Well, they can email me or they can write me on Telegram. These are the best two ways. If you want, you can search me at, at, at Mike Vitez on Telegram and Mike at Kotlaster.com also works for my private email. So just feel free to message me directly. Okay. Okay. As always, guys, there are show notes. There is a blog article linked to this podcast episode and the link you will find in the description of the, of this podcast episode. Uh, and then so you can find all Mike's details and also look at every resource or advice that he has shared. So Mike, thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for this opportunity. It was very interesting to be there and, and share my thoughts. Thank you for that. Thank you, Mike. And also thanks to Edward who introduced us to each other. So guys, yeah, you're now listening to this episode and you think, wow, Mike, he dropped a lot of value bombs, but this can be really useful for people around you, other entrepreneurs, other marketers, people that want to enter the Web3 space, people that are in the Web3 space. 
people that want to grow their business, you know, in the Web3 space, feel free. And I would say I encourage you, you know, to subscribe to this podcast, to the CMOSRIS podcast, to listen to other episodes. And of course, yes, I would like to see you back for the next podcast episode. Take care. Bye. Web3 can take your biz to new heights. And you're ready to harness its power? But feeling lost and overwhelmed? Therefore, join my W3X Web3 Mastermind. Send me a personal message for more info. You can find me everywhere on social media. There's only one person with my name, Yuri Bilast. Talk soon.